Well, I know that many of you have been waiting for a conclusion to Joseph. And I don't want to neglect that you can keep waiting. All right. Um, Isaiah chapter 55. I, I looked at, at Joseph this week and I just felt with New Year, um, kind of a thought, maybe devotional, maybe more than that towards the, the new year and what we can bring to the Lord, really what he has given us to that. You know, we think about a new year, and I think a lot of people make these bold resolutions. I gave up on that a while ago um, because, well, I, uh, I got tired of disappointment. <laughs> I don't know whether you've been there too, right? Um, dealing with the, the frustration and all these grand goals for the year. And I, I read something uh, this week that, on average, whoever did this research, that the, the average New Year's resolution is given up by the end of the first week. So I wonder why we even do them sometimes. And yet, still, the New Year, for me, brings one of these things where maybe it's just all the, the cleanup that happens after Christmas, all the, the picture of, of the cold, and, and, and sometimes we get snow, and the picture of cleansing with the snow on the ground, and just a fresh start on things. And so I started thinking, what do we want to see? What do I want to see in my life? What does God want to do in my life through this coming year? And, and I got to, um, to this place where I wondered, what if we simply trust God to do what he says he's going to do? In the last three years, it's 2023 now, right? In the last three years, our world has changed quite a bit. We've seen changes. We've seen fluctuations one direction to another on different things. We've, uh, I think uh, this could probably be 100% for everybody at times, had a really bad attitude about whatever is required of us at that moment. And, and the fact is, is that we, we live a whole lot of life in, in reaction or response to the things that happen to us, Right? We wonder, you know, what this day will bring and what wonderful thing it's going to happen. And then you start hearing, and like, and remember in March 2020, you start hearing the whispers of this virus and, and all these different things going on. And then everything goes to pieces by the end of the month. And we are in a time that we don't understand. And I wouldn't say that's the worst time that's happened in the history of the world, but it wasn't a fun time. And um, we, we can see that this time a year ago, you have whispers of war in Ukraine, Russia, threatening to invade, and they did. And I would say that those folks are probably still dealing with a lot more than we did in that moment as far as a culture goes. And we see all these things that should be different, yet they're still the same. And the fact is, is that the world continues to spin. The earth revolves around the sun, and, and some of us make it through the year. Some of us pass on through the year. If we know Christ, we are in his presence. Praise the Lord. And... Yet, here we are again at a new year. And so I started thinking about um, God's Word in the midst of all of that. Because one of the things I do at the beginning of every year is consider how I'm going to approach my Bible reading for the year. And I did start a new plan this morning. It's a plan I did three years ago. If you remember that year, it was 2020. So we're hoping that that's not going to be an echo. But I'm not, I don't worry about that stuff. It's God's Word that we, we go back to. 
And it was a good plan. I was planning to do it last year, and I got sidetracked by something. And by a different plan, this year, back at it. It's a day-by-day devotional Bible. Some of you guys had it. You told me you guys have it. And um, day-by-day chronological Bible. And started back in Genesis chapter 1 today, starting back at the beginning. But what do we want to see happen as a result of what we learn from God's Word? So, I came to this verse, I came to this passage. It's a passage that's echoed in the New Testament as well. But uh, Isaiah chapter 55, I read a commentator that said this is the pinnacle of Isaiah's prophecy. Now, what's a pinnacle? It is the top point, it's the peak of it. Now, if you know that the prophecy of Isaiah, chapter nine, or chapter 7 and chapter 9 are pretty significant. Chapter 6, we see Isaiah see the glory of the Lord and get this message from the Lord. It's, not, it's a difficult message. It's not an easy one. And then we get to chapter 53 and we see the suffering servant, right? Much of, of what we know of Christ and prophecy comes through these kinds of passages. But we also see moments of hope. Chapter 40 was one that I read every morning for about six months because of some tough times I was going through in my my life about 15 years ago. Every morning I read it when I got up to, to remind myself to rest in the presence of God. And that's where we are if we have trusted in Christ as our Savior. We are in His presence. We are residents of heaven. We are in the throne room even now. Not this room, but in heaven and what Christ has done for us. To be absent in the flesh is to be present with the Lord. And so now this passage is a common one. You've probably heard it before. And with all of those other things, this particular commentator I read called it the pinnacle of Isaiah's prophecy. All of those wonderful things, and here we are. And there's still some good stuff after it. You've got about 10 chapters following It's amazing stuff, but I want to read this chapter, and hopefully it'll spur us on to a a proper mindset in entering a new calendar year, which honestly looks a lot like the old one, right? Let's stand together and look at chapter 55, verses 1 through 13. Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come by and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear that your soul may live and I will make you with and I will make with you an everlasting covenant, my steadfast, sure love for David." Behold, I made him a witness to the peoples, a leader and commanders for the peoples. Behold, you shall call a nation that you do not know, and a nation that did not know you shall run to you, because of the Lord your God, of the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and let the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth." It shall not return to me empty, 
but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace and the mountains and hills before you shall break forth into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. All right, I'm sorry, I'm going to be there. I get that song in my head. Instead of the thorn shall come up, instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And in it, it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. God, you are everlasting. You are, you are so good to us. And I pray that in this coming year, we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Lot, lot, lot of good things. And as he talks about those who are thirsty, I'm going to go right here. With that, Tansy is not impressed. All right. Come, everyone who thirsts, to the waters, to the waters of the Lord. There is no place on this earth earth that will bring us fulfillment. We will always come up short. But if we come to the waters of the Lord, He provides all that we need. And I, I find it funny ironic, funny, but it kind of makes me laugh a little bit, that the perspective here is that we are so concerned with our material possessions. We get, I mean, we just got through Christmas, right? We got all kinds of good stuff following Christmas. And then if you hit the after Christmas sales, you got even more good stuff. And remember, I like to call that stuff, what I like to call that stuff? Future trash. Right? All those things that we think we need so desperately, they don't last very long. They're going to wear out. They're going to frustrate us. We're going to be beat down. We're going to be tired. We're going to be worn out. They're going to wear out. That new beautiful vehicle you bought is going to dissatisfy you somehow. I was talking with somebody in the last few weeks who bought a brand new beautiful SUV and they had to trade it in almost immediately because the computer fouled on it. I guess it was a warranty thing. They got another new car. And then she says, then it got a ding. Somebody dinged it. Did you see the ding? I did not see the ding. <laughs> you know, I, I just saw, saw, some, saw her getting into that and thought, I'm going to ask you about that. But all those new things are going to become old. But there's one thing that's new every day. It's the mercies of the Lord. He brings us new life. He brings us new breath. And the salvation we have comes from Him. And we start worrying about a whole lot of things. And what the, what the, the prophet here is telling us is that you're worrying about things and spending your money on the things that don't really matter. He, does, he, he actually even tells us here that it matters that you spend money on food. Right? That's what he says. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? We are going to want more and more and more and more out of this life. And it will continually fail us. It's just going to. That's the nature of the sinful presence, or the the, the presence of sin, I should say. So what does he say? He says, listen to me. Listen to the word of the Lord. He is the one who brings us promise. He is the one who brings us hope. He brings us that promise of the everlasting covenant, his steadfast, sure love for David, right? He promised David that through his descendant, the Messiah would come. 
So the witness to the people, the leader for the commanders of the people, he'll call, call a nation that you don't know. So the gospel is for the nations, right? And, and we, we tend to hold it to ourselves. Well, guys, we are the nations. And the natural thing to do with a gift is to give it again, to give it forward, okay? So that's part of our call as his followers is to make much of him in the nations, and congratulations, here you are. This is our task. It even says it in the New Testament, right? That great commission. And we're going to go into the book of Acts in a few weeks. And where does, where does, this, uh, where does Luke start? We believe Luke wrote that. What, where does Luke start? He starts at the great commission. To go and make disciples, right? To go and, and go before the Lord in that. So come to him. He's going to revive you. He's going to make you a witness to the peoples. Call a nation that you don't know. To the Holy One of Israel, for He has glorified you. Now, this is the call now that I, I, I really grabbed onto this coming week, verses 6 through 11. Sorry, for this week, for this coming year. Verses 6 through 11. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. The promise there is that God is with us now. And I can get bogged down in my own issues, my own frustrations, my own discouragements, my own sin, and neglect the fact that God is there with me. He has promised He is with us through the power of the Holy Spirit for those of who have trust in, his, in, in, in Him for our salvation. Let the wicked forsake His way and the unrighteous man His thoughts. Let Him return to the Lord that He may have compassion on Him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. This makes me laugh because sometimes you hear about people not wanting to walk through the doors of the church because the lightning would strike. That's not what this says. Right? Return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him. God has compassion on those who seek him. And to our God, because he will pardon. Why does he do this? Because he isn't us. We tend to be vengeful. We tend to think that God's waiting there like Zeus with a lightning bolt. He's going to zap us just because we finally are in his target. It's his building. He can get... No, that's not how it works. It says here, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord, Yahweh, that great I am. We are never in this flesh, maybe not even in heaven. We'll have a clearer understanding without sin. But how wonderful and merciful our God is. And that's where I want you guys to come to at the start of this new year. Is to realize that God's mercies are great and plentiful, and we can never run away from them when you trust in His name. For as high as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout. All right, so I, since we moved to Colorado, we've been here 13 years now, it's been a long time. I didn't really live in places that got snow. Now I live in Pueblo. It just seems like it goes right here when it snows. It snows right at this north door so that we have to clean it off. Anyway, but 
nevertheless, I have seen more snow in this chapter of my life than I have ever seen anywhere else. And one of the things that I, I came to learn, just because it wasn't something I had to think about, but how, how important the snow is when the earth is dormant. Just never had to think about it until we moved here. But when we get good snow, we have colorful springtime, right? Those, those mercies that God lays upon us, yeah, they're cold. Yeah, it's icy. The roads are slick. We don't want to deal with it. But guess what comes in the spring? Beauty and life. God's mercies fall in every season. They fall on the just, they fall on the unjust. God has drawn us to this day so that we can follow Him. He gives seed to the sower and bread to the eater. All right, so here's where verse 11 is the one that got stuck in my mouth. My mouth? Well, my mouth maybe. My, my mind too. So shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. I was looking at mouth when I said mind. It shall not return to me empty. What is the other word we hear for that a lot? Void, right? It shall accomplish for that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God has given us a task to proclaim the gospel to all creation. And it's his word and it's his truth. And he calls us to proclaim it by trusting in him. And so for me, I start thinking about all the different things that I wish could happen here and wish could happen there and praying for my family and praying for all these different kinds of things. And I come back to this and I realize, I realize, you know, what if this year when we read the word of the Lord, and I encourage you that, I'm always after you on that, to be reading through the Bible daily. What if we just simply do what it says? What would happen? How would things change? I have a feeling every one of us has a little bit different answer for that. Because we all live a little bit different life than the next one. But we all have the same need, and that is grace. And God offers that when we, and then we trust Him to give it to us in Christ Jesus. And so when we read through the Bible and, and God brings us conviction by His Spirit and by His truth as, as we see it before us, there's a reason we, we look at this and we open it and we set our hearts and our minds on it. What if we just do it? What if it says when it says to feed the, the hungry that we feed the hungry? What if it says if we are to forgive one another as we have forgiven that we, we do that? And what what will next December look like compared to today in our lives? And how will God be at work in us, among us, and through us? If we just simply do what the Word says. Because He says it's not going to come back to Him. It's His. It's not going to come back to Him empty. He sends it out with reason and purpose. And we're called to trust Him. Called to live in His truth. So what if we just do it? It's about His success. It's not about our earthly measurements. 
Now, our earthly measurements might be affected by his success. There's a, they will be affected by his success. But what if when he says, when he points out sin to us, to repent, to turn away from that sin, what if we did that instead of making excuses? I got five fingers pointing back at me here. I mean, my thumb won't even hold on. It's, it's all pointing back at me here. What if we trust that he will bless when we repent and turn our lives back to him? When, when we stop making excuses and saying, no, I can't do that because of this, and I can't do that because of this. You know, it's, it's fascinating how God brings blessings through struggle. And he, his presence is the greatest part of all of it. And I know that every person can look back at any year and say there were blessings and there were burdens and there might even be curses upon that particular time of your life. But the believer, the one who trusts in Jesus Christ, can never say they were alone through it. Because God's word does not come back void or empty. It comes back with his purpose. So what is the result if we trust in him? I think we have a picture of that in verses 12 and 13. All right, sorry. All right, that old 80s, I will go out with joy and I will... All right, so anyway, this one will get stuck in my head here. I don't even remember all of the words. That's why I can't keep going. For you will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall break forth into singing. What's that going to look like? I don't think our special effects are going to do much justice. We can try to create that with the computer, but it's just going to look cheesy. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn, this is, this is the effect, guys. This is the effect, verse 13. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. What does that mean? It means we will see life at work. A cypress is a much more useful tree than, a, than you know, tumbleweeds. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Friends, if we devote our lives to making much of him this year, this time next year, it's going to look a lot different in our world. How many disciples did Jesus teach in his ministry? Every day. It's not a trick question. Twelve. One of them blew it. There were several more listening along the way. How many are in here today? More than twelve. If we devote our lives to his word, he has promised he will bear fruit through us. He will bring life. So, will you this year trust the Lord to do his work in you? And I ask that to me as well. Because it's a challenge. It's not easy when you can see all this stuff right in front of you to realize there's somebody there with you. God's truth does not bring us back empty. Will you trust him?
this new year. Let's pray. Father, you are faithful to us. And I do thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your grace and for your peace. I thank you for your presence because of the resurrection. I thank you that your spirit is here with us. And I pray, God, that in this new year, you draw us closer to you. That we trust you, and when we read your word, we do what it says. That if we have somebody before us that needs prayer, that we pray for them. And that if there is a sin in our lives that you're calling us to cast off, that we would boldly do that and return to you. That if there is somebody around us who needs to know of your love, that no matter what their reaction might be, we would be faithful in proclaiming it. Thank you, Lord, for a new day that you've given us your mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Stand together. Welcome to come and pray. Come lift.